Navigating the travel world doesn't have to be complicated. Whether you want to hack your points and miles, figure out where to travel next, or you just need advice on an ethical dilemma. I'm Aislinn Green, host of Unpacked by Afar. And in the brand new season, we are unpacking the most captivating and challenging topics in the travel industry, one conversation at a time. Topics like the sexiness of travel insurance and the perils of quote-unquote bad tourism, and even the secrets to flying with children and not losing your mind in the process. Listen to Unpacked by Afar wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is the Secret Life of Canada Crash Course. Just a little bit of history. So our crash course today falls under the category of weird history. It's been heavily requested by our listeners that we cover this subject, so... Okay, you know I love the weird ones. Well, good. Take a listen to this. Alberta is the only Canadian province considered rat-free and has been defending its borders against the vermin for more than 70 years. Last year, 31 rats were found in the province, an increase from 26 in 2020. Most rat sightings turn out to be cases of mistaken identity. Of the 460 reports made last year, 222 were muskrats. Muskrats, I am, you know, I am sure they are very tired of being rodently profiled as rats. It's, it's very insulting. I saw a dead one once when I was a kid, and that image has stayed with me. And please do not get me started on the nastiness that is the possum. Oh, no, I won't, because we're talking about rats today. We are finally getting to the rat-free Alberta history for all of those who have kept asking. Right. So I've heard rumors that there is a rat patrol. So I'm very excited to hear all about that. So Leah, please tell me more. When did this rat business all get started? Well, it started around 1750-ish. Okay. (laughs) 1750. What a year for the rat. Right. So, you know, yeah. So what happened? So a lot was happening that year, including settlers from Europe came to North America by boat, as we know, with all their provisions, their their mead, I would say, like some gruel, mm. probably some, mm. I don't yes. know, scraps of ham. I don't know what they were eating at that time. <laughs> Definitely nothing to do with citrus, right? Because they all had scurvy. But right, right. so they were eating all the, the citrus-free stuff. And so was the Norway rat. This was the rat that snuck its way onto these boats. They're also commonly known as the brown rat. Okay, so when I think rat, I honestly, I don't think so much of Norway. So, you know, this all kind of surprises me. Yeah, I mean, it surprised me too. The The term Norway rat probably comes from their biological name, which is Ratus norvegicus. And they were named by an English biologist who assumed that rats had migrated to England from Norway. But they actually think they're from Russia or northern China, and then they all sauntered over to Europe and then immigrated themselves to North America, likely as ship stowaways. Okay, so uh, a multinational rat. Thing. Yeah. They a are, continental rat. They really are continental. A, a rat about town. <laughs> they, all right, any more? Or? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm good. Okay, so... The Norway rats, they get off the boat around 1750 and ish, they start ish, yeah, around 1750-ish mm-hmm. and then they, they start eating things. 
Yeah, pretty much. They arrived in the East and then, you know, became known as sewer rats and brown rats. And they had a ton of other aliases. Yeah, like pizza rat. Pizza rat. I I mean, that's a little more of a a newer name. But yeah. And they ate everything on the East Side. And then they slowly made their way West. By the 1930s, they were in Saskatchewan. And about 10 years later, they started to make their way into Alberta. It's kind of weird because I just keep thinking of them like as they move around eating different like cuisine from the region. <laughs> so like they land in Saskatchewan and they start eating pierogies. Get a beaver tail in Ottawa. Beaver tail. Why not? Again, these are rats of the world. Like they're open to pierogies. They're also open to eating your house, your food, probably a bit of your children. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I, I, I'm kind of surprised that they, they could survive the cold, especially in Saskatchewan. Like, you know, it's not like they had little rat houses built or anything. You know, it is surprising that they can survive the cold and they don't need to build any houses because they naturally have <laughs> the bodies that can can survive that kind of temperature. Specifically in central Canada, these are the only rats that can survive this kind of outdoor coldness. Mm. And they did really, really well here. I found an article uh, from the 1940s that describes the cities of Saskatoon and Prince Albert as being, quote, infested with rats. They also warn readers that the only reason Alberta didn't have rats is because the rodents simply have not made it over the border yet. It's hard to say if Saskatchewan really was overrun because part of this was about scaring Albertans into being vigilant about rats. They apparently used to show dead rats to people to educate them because (laughs) most Albertans had never seen a rat. They just didn't know what they looked like. They thought it was like a designer dog. (laughs) I don't think back in the 40s. Yeah, okay, fine. Okay, so I assume people were concerned about rats entering into the area because the economy heavily relied on agriculture and, you know, they didn't want rats coming in eating everything. Yes. And there were also health concerns. There is a headline from an article from an Albertan newspaper that reads Black Death Area Near Here. And it describes the fear of the bubonic plague and spotted fever reaching Alberta. So people were pretty scared. Yeah, because it was only until fairly recently that it was widely believed that rats spread the bubonic plague. Now scientists believe it was humans who actually spread the plague. Yes, but at this time they were very convinced it was the rats. So they saw them both as a perceived health concern and an economic one. The province quickly included the Norway rat as a pest under the Agricultural Pest Act of 1942, meaning you could kill them if you saw them. Uh, Phelan, can you please read this headline from the Lethbridge Herald in 1948? Watch out! Rats approaching Alberta from the east! <laughs> That's, I love... Whenever I, love I get that. to do I newspaper, love man. <laughs> Watch out! Rats! Anyway, so again, like... <laughs> Is that the character you call him, Newspaper Man? That's your character? Yes. Newspaper Man. That's what he's called, yeah. Anyway, I, so again, clearly... They were taking this very seriously. Oh, yeah. And the government of Alberta decided they needed more support. Oh, yes. Rat Patrol? That's right. Enter the Rat Patrol. The enemy is the Norway Rat, a tricky, destructive, and sometimes deadly night fighter. He eats almost anything, undermines buildings with razor-sharp teeth, and spreads contamination in his wake. Here, the call to arms came with invasions in the early 1950s. 
Each summer since then, Alberta has fought the Norway rat to a standstill at the Saskatchewan border. Jim Noblick is one of the 250 pest control officers who helps hold the line. He knows where to look for the enemy. And uh, granaries and ch chicken coops and uh, piggeries and uh, most any place that people uh, leave uh, choose to throw garbage. How does the control program work? Does the public help you? Yes, they help us very much. We've have pretty well educated our people to report any stray rats coming in. And then what do you do? We get out there just as quick as possible and try and destroy them. So that was a news piece on CBC in 1968. And according to a source I read, it was reported that by this period, they were putting down 60,000 pounds of rat poison in any area along the border that could be a rat shelter. And they were doing a pretty thorough job hunting. But, you know, it can be tricky to find a rat. They are the rats. They can get into places. So listen to this rat patrol guy named Phil Merrill describe them in this CBC radio interview from last year. These rats sound downright mystical. So we don't understand what makes the rats uh, uh, migrate or, or take off, but um, it could be the weather. It could be the uh, the way the moon lines up, we don't know, and, and but generally we don't move too fast because if the rats know where you're trying to, to eliminate them, they might scatter. So we, we cautiously bait and trap uh, for all those that, that we can catch. Yeah, rats are smart. There's a lot of research on this. And I like the idea that they, they take off according to the way the moon lines up. It sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like very witchy. Very cool. Witch yeah. Rats, cool. Um, agreed. And as we know, Yes, some rats can carry diseases and some can destroy crops. Other breeds are pets and even revered mm -hmm. in some cultures. But the rat control program focused specifically on this Norway rat. And one of the biggest ways they fought against them was through educating the public. The government spent a lot of money on posters, flyers, you name it. They wanted to make sure the public would call in a rat if they saw one. So... What you're telling me here is that Albertans are snitches? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are an entire <laughs> province of rat snitchers. Huge. It's huge there. Alberta's rat control program is dedicated to making sure the rodents never have the chance to thrive. Karen Wickerson is a manager for the program. She suspects the increase came from better public awareness. I'm encouraged because people are aware of the program. And when I speak to Albertans, certainly about this, they're all very proud of the fact that we are rat-free. Our rat-free status here in Alberta. Do we make too big a deal of that? I don't think so. Um, we're the only jurisdiction in the world that is rat-free, and a lot of people outside of Alberta won't believe us. They say, well, you're just not looking hard enough. Mm -hmm. But we don't have rats, and it's basically because of the hype and the excitement or the nervousness that when people see a rat, they report it, and, and we get right on it. So this 70-year campaign, it's worked? Like, how, how many rats are still being found in the province today? Not many. Here's a CBC Edmonton report on what the job is like nowadays. Rod Gabrielson tugs on his blue baseball cap with the words Alberta Rat Patrol written on it in bright yellow piping. He fires up the 4x4 and heads out for another search for vermin coming in across the Saskatchewan border. A search that in his six years has been futile. They have little tiny claws and they'll go straight up the wall. They can walk on wires to get across. They can live off the dew. They can swim a half a mile. He's proud of helping keep Alberta rat-free. 
Still, he says, he would just like to find a rat on the Alberta side of the border. So do you consider yourself the Maytag repairman of, of the rat world? Sometimes it feels that way. Some days it's, it's tough to keep going and you think, oh, yeah, I gotta find some sometime. And there you have it. Sometimes success can be a double-edged sword, you know? Mm. Careful what you wish mm-hmm. for. You wanted a rat-free province and now you got it and there's nothing, there's nothing to find on the rat end anyway. Poor Rod. Mm-hmm. I feel really bad for Rod. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like, you know, all of the rats want to stay Anana Mouse. Oh, God. So is this what we're doing now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must be hard to have that job because you're essentially a bureaucrat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's stop this and just end this episode. Listen, that guy has a hard job. You know, his life would actually make a good movie. I think you know who could play him? Daniel oh, Ratcliffe, perhaps? Oh. Um... Or perhaps, um, you know, a, a Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, maybe Dwayne the Rat Johnson. <laughs> We're here all week. Yeah. But not or, really. Yes, this is are. the end of the no. episode. Yes, it is. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.